0: Hello, Jane.
1: Hey, Isa. <laughs> we're all teens. Under the bleachers. We live 16.
2: We're hanging under the bleachers. Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers.
0: We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens.
2: This week, a really big one, High School Musical. Jane, are you excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, But first, actually related to our our, uh, movie choice for this week, uh, something momentous has happened in the high school musical actor verse that I just told Jane before we press record. And it's that Ashley Tisdale's daughter, Jupiter, uh, (laughs) met Vanessa Hudgens for the first time a day ago. Well, this is I, like I like that they're I like that they're
0: still friends. Like I think that it yes. makes me happy cuz I'm like, oh, they probably had fun working together and
2: that sounds nice. Yeah, you don't like the name Jupiter? I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it makes sense for Ashley Tisdale. Um what's funny is that if you google this, it's like photos of the two of them hanging out together but as 19-year-olds, like not what mm. they look like now. So I'm like, well, that's that's not them today and that's not their baby. Wait, um, what's a
0: nickname for Jupiter? Jupe <laughs> <Ter?
2: laughs> um, j no. uh, jt j, j is okay. Jt since the last name might might be Tisdale. I don't know mm,
0: jts cute.
2: um yes we are we are very excited to talk about our high school musical multiverse. I don't think we have we've talked about Vanessa Hudgens on this pod before because of the unfortunate movie um Beastly. <laughs> <laughs> but we have not delved into uh, something that still has a legacy today with Olivia Rodrigo's show, High School Musical: The Musical: The Series, which is now back. Uh, and now it, I want to watch it. I did say, say that you should have you should have
0: put me down if I ever watched it, but now I'm like, please don't kill me because I'm going to watch it. Like a it, dog? So. Oh, put yeah. you
2: down? I thought you meant. Like-
0: <laughs> no, I did mean like that.
2: Um, We are really excited that our guest chose this movie. So, Jane, do you want to introduce our guest for the week? Yes. Clark
0: Moore is an actor and writer. He played Ethan in Love, Simon, and AJ in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He currently hosts Soul Bomb by Clark Moore, a podcast about healing and identity. Hi, Clark. Hi. Thanks
1: for having me. Hi.
0: We're so so happy to have
2: you. (laughs)
0: This is so exciting for us because... We have had a a teen, someone playing a teen actress on a TV show. You are the first person on our podcast who portrayed a teen in a movie. Mm -hmm. And not only a movie, like a big deal
2: movie, right? (laughs) Like a a Netflix, uh, most people have watched it movie. Um Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Iconic. Thank
1: Um, you.
2: Clark, we like to ask everybody who comes on our show, uh, what type of teen were you?
1: I was, I mean, this is part of the reason why I thought High School Musical would be such a great choice. I was a musical theater nerd. I was a musical theater teen. I um, I loved High School Musical when it came out. I was Absolutely. in high school. I was doing my high school musicals, so I very much related. Ugh. And I was also the kind of teen that, after watching it, had quite a few notes. You know, I had <laughs> some... <laughs> Issues with the way they portrayed. I was like, that's not that's not true to my experience, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I i was a very um, I was a very vocal and sort of like, I guess you could say precocious, but I feel like by the time I was a teen, that word was no longer uh, you know, like when yeah, you're young, yeah. precocious is cute, and mm. and then at some point it becomes like, I don't know what the what that new term is. Especially for, yeah.
2: <laughs> Especially for January kids.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Um, Jane, did you watch this movie when it came out?
0: I did not. I what? said before, I and I'll that. say it again, I didn't have Disney. And so there was sort of like a chunk of culture that was wasn't available to me. Um, I did eventually get into it, I believe, in in high school um, somehow through other people. And I remember eventually just getting very, very, very into it. But it was past it was like past the time when it was OK. Like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's
2: that's something that is curious to me about this movie, because it came out in oh six. And so mm-hmm. I think I was 14 and so already watching this movie, I'm like, it's kind of for kids, but it also is for teens. Mm-hmm. And they definitely wanted Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens to be, you know, teen stars. But the first movie, a lot of it feels like it's written for kids, which I think I am I can talk about. But But like it was it was that sweet spot of like it's clearly very like rated G, like all ages family movie, but also like teens will watch it. Um, absolutely so they, they got very lucky um i have a very very like long history of this movie out of all the movies on the podcast that we've done so far jane i think this is the one i've seen the most i could mm. probably mm. have done this episode without watching the movie again like i know it all right. really well <laughs> and part of that is because at the time um when the second one was about to come out one of my good friends her little sister who was like nine or ten wanted to do a high school musical birthday party. And she asked us to, like, dress up as the people and, like, pretend to be um, the characters at her birthday party. So I got to be Gabriella and perform for these, like, little kiddos and teach them. Um, We taught them the dance to We're All in This Together. And so Mm -hmm. that just became, like, I had to watch it a lot because there weren't, like, YouTube, um, you know, tutorials yet. And so I had to watch it, like, over... And oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is like too much in my brain. Um, did you was, have
1: it recorded somewhere, or did you have to just keep sitting down in front of the TV and catching? Oh,
2: it? I I had to. I it was recorded, but I remember it being a DVD. <clears throat> I had a DVD at the time, and it's like not very easy to go back right. like thirty seconds. And I was I was miserable. It was really hard, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not like really a dancer. Like I I couldn't really do it very quickly. But the kid, her, she was very happy. And now that girl, um, is at like a conservatory school for theater. And I take responsibility for that. So <laughs> it's
1: all because of you.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um Something I didn't know about this franchise is that it was. First described by the author as a modern adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, which is Mm -hmm. not... <laughs> is
0: every is everything an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet? Like, is there <laughs> some anything that's
2: there's not? No, but isn't the the Romeo and Juliet? There's no threat of death for anybody.
1: No, in not the at all. <laughs> that's like, ridiculous. Don't. You, know, you don't remember the alternate ending when they both kill themselves?
2: <laughs> I think that's a little. I think that's a little much. Um, it was written by this guy Peter Barsocchi and directed by Kenny Ortega, who is who is at the time most famous for choreographing Dirty Dancing, which is a pretty. It's a cool thing that they got him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also- tell.
0: It's, it's a dance forward film. Yeah. I think.
2: Film.
1: He also directed a lot of episodes of Gilmore Girls.
0: Yes. <gasps> I rewatched that in quarantine. And also my bat mitzvah was Gilmore Girl themed. So I'm a big fan.
1: Oh wow! Well, <laughs> well <laughs> yes. then you are sort of right in the middle of Kenny Ortega's Venn diagram. Yes,
2: yes, it's, it's his uh, his multiverse. He also, I think, like worked on Newsy, like the original nineteen ninety two Newsies movie, and then like did some like concert um, choreography after that. But it, but like you know, a lot of people have sort of even said like without High School Musical performing so well on TV, like we wouldn't necessarily maybe have like Glee or like Pitch Perfect or like a lot of other musicals in teen properties today it's um, definitely the most successful Disney Channel original movie the soundtrack went to number one and like was the first you know Disney Channel original movie soundtrack to do that um, and there you know there's three movies there's spin-off movies there's a concert tour there's like stage musical book series reality TV like all this accompanying properties including high school musical the musical the series which I have never watched I think it's a mockumentary. Um, style like more like Glee where they're like being funny um, Vanessa Hudgens was 18
0: more oh. like Glee where they're being funny
2: it's <laughs> a great take <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa was 18 and Zac Efron was 19 Um, mm. and I don't know I don't know if, if you all know that Zac Efron is barely his singing voice is barely in the first movie did you know that
1: I did yeah yeah
2: it was mostly sung by actor Drew Seeley, who was the guy that lost out to him in the audition so mm-hmm. i just imagine that they were like so you didn't get the part but like could you <laughs> sing all of the recordings and like you'll be on the billboard recording um but then but then in the later movies they put Zac Efron in um and it's it's become this like juggernaut um since then i mean i don't think Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens knew that they were going to be such stars they started dating while it was filming and then that was sort of on and off and now um Zac Efron's body looks very different today is what I'll say (laughs) (laughs) and um that's that's uh we haven't we haven't done a Zephron movie yet right Jane wait Mm. wait. Zephron is that that like a a thing yes yes I heard people say that when I was in high school um, should, we get right, <laughs> okay. should we get right into
0: it? Should we get sure. right into it? <laughs> All right. At a New Year's Eve party, basketball hunk, Troy, and literate Gabriella end up <laughs> singing a duet together and sparks fly. At school, Troy is thrilled to learn that Gabriella is a new student, although he wants to keep their singing history a secret. Sharpay, infamous drama queen, fears Gabriella will compete for her spot in the school musical, after she sees Gabriella get one thing right in class, she tricks Taylor, valedictorian and resident 40-year-old, into recruiting her for the scholastic decathlon. Meanwhile, Troy's dad and basketball coach gears the team up for the big game, but Troy is worried he might be bi, interested in both art and sports.
1: <laughs> and I think this is a great synopsis of, of the opening because it really hits all of the points that um, – that you want, you you know, you want a hunk, and you want a literate ingenue, <laughs> and ideally someone who could potentially swing both ways. So this hit the points for all of us, top to bottom.
0: Oh my god, thank you. Um, I wrote the film. No, okay. I do want to say that I again tried to illegally download this movie, and the two downloads I got were both the same. Comedy dub version. Oh, no. so no! Oh so yes. It started. It was all like twinkly and nice, and then some. Du- some dude comes in and starts like talking over it. Um. So I did pay four dollars to watch a movie I have oh, seen. God. Wow, fifty times.
1: <laughs> was it not available on Disney Plus?
2: I don't have she Disney have Plus, <laughs> and oh, I.
1: Fair.
0: Refuse to get it, even though I, I'm sure I will one day.
2: There is a bad lip reading version of this that has you know is like the official one. And I wonder if that's what you got, which is really weird.
0: It was weird because it wasn't marked at all. It just said okay, okay. whatever. I was getting frustrated.
2: <laughs> um it is it does very efficiently establish their hobbies. I will also say Zach Efron, the actor was so bad at basketball that I saw some stuff like YouTube videos of the cast talking that it like interfered with a bunch of their takes and like they had to like redo a bunch of takes because he was just so bad like he couldn't make a basket and sometimes they would make like another actor make a basket and then pretend it was him so not not very good at arts and sports uh
1: that doesn't surprise me and it also speaks to one of the anxieties that I had watching it as a child because (laughs) I was already, I started auditioning when I was way young. So I was already mm-hmm. sort of thinking like, um, you know, I would watch these shows and be like, uh, I could have auditioned for this or maybe I can audition oh, for the yeah. sequel. You know, I was sort of aware of that. And when the, when, uh, as we'll see in a moment, when get your head in the game, the first <laughs> number with all the boys playing basketball, I was like, oh God, I, I am not good enough at basketball to be able to do choreography with a basketball through my legs it also was clearly one of those ideas that an adult choreographer who doesn't play basketball came up with and yes. was like, these hot teens will be able to play basketball, you know, like not keeping in mind the fact that they would be casting musical theater kids probably. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it-
2: describing that scene as them like playing basketball is also extremely generous. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're like throwing it around and then they put him in the middle and they all circle him. It is the first
0: example of why I think this movie maybe stuck around or why it would stick around for me is that the choreography is genuinely great. It's at funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny and it's good. And it's impressive and it's like immersive and you and it makes you get excited like you would get excited when you were at a musical. And so I I actually don't love that song, but the choreography rocks. Isa, do you relate to Gabriella because she's a book girl oh my reading at a New Year's Eve what party? What are you
2: doing to me? How awful can you be? I well, okay, I felt anxiety watching this movie this time around because I was like, I definitely saw this movie and like Vanessa Hudgens basically doesn't act in it. She just like smiles for the camera a bunch. And I was like, shit. Like that's definitely what I sort of like how I sort of tried to be socially a little bit at that age Mm. like Mm. just like be like nerdy and sit in the corner and like have a cute smile and like not make any effort to like talk to anyone she like definitely is one of the least interesting characters she doesn't I was actually thinking like they they give a lot of there's like six seven main sort of like principal characters in this and they give them all a lot of lines like even compared to movies today where like the friend character doesn't really get to talk much like corbin blue talks a lot in this movie um and i loved that and i got really scared being like oh no i i probably came across like vanessa hudgens in this movie when i was 14 years old um, oh that's she okay. looks awesome I... no
0: i i <laughs> If she was a real person, she would be fine, but she's not a real person. She's an actor. So I'm gonna scold her. Um and I'll start by scolding her <laughs> singing singing ability for start of something new. It's just fully mucus what we're getting, at least what I'm getting. Um and I will say that did you guys look at the extras at all? The people in the back?
2: I didn't oh, notice. during that song?
0: During that song, seem and like in they seem like they like it. <laughs> because all of the extras are teens and and children they are particularly ridiculous so I just they look really that.
2: they look really really young. I thought that like all the other students at the school looked way younger and like yes. some of them some of them in like the chemistry lab looked like they could be 12 years old like it it was it was just cute to see because like it we get the reverse now I feel
1: like mm-hmm. um, I feel like they probably cast a lot of true high school kids at the time which is it is it also sort of shows you your target audience like people who would be seeing themselves in the kids as opposed to looking at adults playing children yeah
0: and Clark Uh, you have experience with this so when you were watching this now like do you have a different take on it or do you look at the technical aspects because you're just more knowledgeable about it or do you look at the extras and be like oh they were so annoying and love (laughs) what do you see that's different
1: um, I mean, I think one of the like conventional choices now of having older people playing younger is that you have people who are a little bit more, um, I guess, settled in who they are going to be, uh, as opposed to, you know, it's a really bold choice to choose 18 for 18 because... You know, most 18-year-olds don't look like 18-year-olds. Most, as Issa said, most 18-year-olds look like 12, 13, or 14-year-olds. And in <laughs> fact, most of the like, 12, 13, and 14-year-olds on television are 18-year-olds playing right, 12, 13, right. and 14. So I think um, what I sort of, I sort of saw exactly what you guys were saying about how it's clearly a project geared towards that audience. It's not meant to be... YA, I think part of the reason why we choose older people to play YA now is also to not only hit that target audience, but to also bring in older audiences. And certainly for Love, Simon, the idea with that film was that it was supposed to be for everyone. You know, parents can watch it and see something there. Um, Teens, obviously, high schoolers can watch it and enjoy it. But then I would say the target demo is probably more like people in their 20s, you know, people Mm -hmm. in who are looking back at high school in this nostalgic lens and therefore want to see um, themselves per- portrayed in, in the, uh. and so in that way it's like relatable for the older audiences and then aspirational for the younger audiences. So I just kept thinking like, what a bold choice to hire actual yeah. high schoolers to play high school.
0: Totally. There's one plus about having older people is that you can be horny for them. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel
0: like they didn't. I feel like they genuinely didn't. Like, I mean, they knew that children would be lusting after these characters, yes. but not in any type of creepy way. Like, none of the characters are sexualized. I feel like in in a weird way, maybe mm-hmm. Zach Efron has his shirt off like once or twice, but compared to Beastly, for example, when we see oh the guy, <laughs> he like his first scene is him hanging upside down with a shirt yes. off or something like yes. that. it's right. not. It doesn't feel gross at all. It definitely does feel like it's aimed at young teens or, or children. So they yeah. don't kiss.
2: They don't kiss until the end of the of the second movie. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they don't I also think they don't kiss until then. And it's and it's a very much like they're right in the middle of the camera and now they get right. to kiss. Now there hasn't been enough relationship that they can kiss and the parents won't be mad.
1: <laughs> right. It's very Disney in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very like um sterilized. It's very desexualized. Um, And it shows you, I mean, I guess we also had, you know, the OC and plenty of other like sex forward teen shows at the time. But to compare, for example, High School Musical to Riverdale, (laughs) where people are not only having sex and like very hot and horny for each other all the time, they're also being murdered and murdering (laughs) each other. You know, like teen content has certainly come a long way.
2: Perhaps closer Mm. to Romeo and Juliet.
1: (laughs) Sure.
2: (laughs) Um, I was also gonna say there's some like interesting, efficient use of characters here where they were trying to like kind of do two things with one character. So like Ashley Tisdale is a villain character, but she's simultaneously interested in dating Troy Bolton, but she's also, I think, bullying him for being stupid. Like she's kind of (laughs) negging him at the same time. And that doesn't really like happen. (laughs) she's like a mist. What did that mean? Like very
0: (laughs) sexually confident. But like, I'm not sure she's just she's just I
2: think confident is the is the key with her. So she like wants to be with him because he's the most popular guy. But she's also like, you're dumb. I can't believe you could even know that word. There's something she says. I didn't even know that was in your vocabulary. I I also think she's a career
0: woman. So like, even though she sexually harasses Troy, ultimately, she (laughs) she can't focus on him because she needs to win a Tony.
2: The other, the other efficient use of people here is that the drama teacher is also their homeroom teacher, also somehow in charge of detention. Mm-hmm. So then, all the main characters have to all interact in detention, and that just wraps them all together, ties their fates together, um, which worked.
0: I did have a question for the for the the table. Okay, um, we meet these characters at a family vacation. Yes, <laughs> which there's a there's a party. There's there's a there's an area for the kids to do karaoke and an area for the adults to get drunk. So I wondered, Clark, what was your family vacation style <laughs> as a teen?
1: Um, our family vacations were chaotic at best. Um, we we sort of I want to say mostly they were around my mom's work stuff. She my mom was a, is a dentist and she would have these dental conventions in the most random places. I think mean, I think this was sort of like the way that the dentists could all be like, we're going to have to do this boring convention. We might as well put it in Hawaii or the yeah. Bahamas, you know? So our vacations were always sort of like these random, we're going to the Caribbean this summer for a week. Um, and then we would get there and it would just kind of be like... Uh, I don't know why this is the memory that's coming to mind, but my mom would have to give me a limit on how many virgin pina coladas I could drink in a day. (laughs) (laughs) And so the majority of my vacation memories are me like rationing out my pina coladas day to day (laughs) and being excited about like, Oh, I get to, I get to start over fresh with a new, like I can have three today.
2: (laughs) That would also be my focus for sure. That's I've awesome. Never, I don't think I've ever interacted with other kids on a family vacation. How about you, Jane?
0: Um, my family hated the beach, <laughs> and so we tended to kind of pick a city and go to go to that. Um, but the only time I remember interacting with other kids was when we went to Cape Cod, which was not like us. It, it was not like us to do this. And we got, I guess you would call it a cabin. And We happened to be in a cabin next to a cabin with kids. Um, and unfortunately for me um, they were younger than us and so they liked my older sister because I was like too close to their age and so Mm. I felt very like ugly duckling but normally our family vacations were not like parents go get drunk and leave the kids to do whatever it was very much like museum, eat museum, eat, (laughs) etc
2: yeah and I don't think I feel like normally my, my parents took us to the beach a bunch and I think like normally it was like oh, like, my parents are not working, like, let's use this time to, like, spend a lot of t- too much time with each other mm. and make that, like, our family-quality time. So then I didn't really, like, ever have the situation where I would, like, wander off and go meet a boy, even though, like, at that age, I definitely, like, wanted to. Like, I was like, why doesn't this happen to me? <laughs> oh, yeah, big time.
1: <laughs> Same. Absolutely. It never happened to me either.
2: <laughs> should, we, should we move on? <laughs> okay,
0: it's audition time. Troy sneaks in, evading his judgy BFF Chad and coach dad. Oh, my God. Judgy BFF Chad and coach dad. Okay. <laughs> and he and Gabriella watch from the back. Sharpe and her twin brother, Ryan, seem like shoe-ins for the leads. Troy and Gabriella are so shy they miss the cutoff to try out, but they end up making nice with Kelsey, the musical's composer, and perform the song the way she intended it. Miss Darbus overhears and gives them a callback. When the callback sheet is posted, Chad and the boys find out Troy's secret. The other students confess their own dirty, dirty secret interests like baking, hip hop dancing and playing the cello.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I also played the cello and I remember when that part uh, in the song came up and the girl starts playing the cello on the table, I was like this chaos is too <laughs> contrived. I mean, it was so clearly not, there's never a world in which I've ever whipped out my cello in the middle of a space <laughs> and just started like playing on it. It's, it's too cumbersome. There are too many pieces yes. and parts. And, and these, this was definitely one of the moments that, um, that stuck out to me at the time when I was sort of like with my stand up hat, like this isn't, this isn't going to work, Kenny. We're going to have to do a revision here. <laughs> um, but I think we're starting to maybe see, <clears throat> see a little bit of the Romeo and Juliet influences where, you know, they're star-crossed lovers. He, he's on the basketball team, you know? Um, someone on the basketball team couldn't possibly also be interested in musical theater.
0: Mm-hmm. His friends I will make fun same- of him. Exactly. I, okay, so I had some of the same problems with you. First of all, I did want to point out that there was a group of kids that were wearing hats and seemed kind of lazy. And I feel like that was the take on stoners. Yes, yes. But it was just like they had hats on. I think
2: later they say that they're skaters.
0: Oh, okay, okay. But, that, but it was same, that they were, exactly. you know, stoner same thing. coded. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, I feel like right.
2: the theme, okay,
0: I guess what I'm trying to say is what is confusing to me is that when I was in high school, it felt like there was this really, really strong push to do a lot of activities And to, and to, and actually some of the movies we watched also talk about this, like to look good on a college application, you need to like diversify. And so that almost goes against what this movie is saying, which is that if you're a nerd, you like only do nerdy activities when in truth you easily can also do a sport. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I think it ultimately made sense for the plot, but it's not really
2: realistic. Did you all have arts versus sports dichotomy in like the kids at your high schools or not really?
1: No, my school was very liberal leaning anyway. It was very like a hippie dippy private school. And so everyone kind of did everything, you know, there were, there were, in, in fact, a number of the, um, I would say two of the most, um, involved musical theater guys. One was gay, one was straight and they were both like, really good at ultimate Frisbee, which mm. was our, te- which was our school's like football team. Uh, Cause we didn't have a football team. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> we all kind of did everything. And I also think though, like this goes back to my other point about this clearly being manufactured by adults in a room who were sort of like, this is what high schoolers want. This is what high schoolers are like. And it feels like it's just a little bit like, like if, if someone told me that this this movie had been in development since the nineties, I would totally believe it because it feels very 10 things I hate about you. You know, like the archetypes are so clear and uh, rigid, you know, there's no like nuance or depth beyond the fact that he's a jock that wants to be in a musical you know it's like everyone kind of is their role there's there's the mean girl there's the ingenue there's the queer coded character Yeah. there's like you know and and all of the as you said this the different sections of people who have their different identities um but but i don't the one thing i don't feel like it has is an awareness of that you yeah. know it doesn't feel like it's a commentary on that as much as this is how it is
2: oh no and like i think i think that they You know, sometimes when people ask the people who made this movie about it, they're like, oh, well, we had no idea it was going to be so big. And so I truly I truly believe that they like just took the most surface concepts available and put those out there and didn't really think beyond that because they just like didn't know people would look at it so hard. And right. But like but like I think that the audience of it like loved it and decided to go with it. And then the the later movies are funny because they're like higher production value. But it's still such like a threadbare cast of people <laughs> that like that they just have to do really big dance scenes because there's no more like character development you can do. I think um Lucas Grebiel, is that his name? The guy who plays mm-hmm. um Ryan it was probably the very first um obviously closeted character that I had seen on TV, like mm. at that point in my life. Cause I cause I remember like having conversations with friends where we'd be like, is he gay? But then like Kind of knowing that like Disney wouldn't do that and sort of like wrestling with that idea of like, but why do they want us to, you know, like, like it was just this weird concept to me at the time that I, that I, that they were doing that knowing me, I think. I said to Walter,
0: my boyfriend, I was like, the next time I saw this actor was in Milk when he was going down on someone. And Walter said...
2: He is all but going down on someone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He's just really, really Although
2: The clothing in this, the clothing in general in this movie is kind of, it is kind of 90s actually. Everyone's wearing like little bolero jackets, like all the girls, all the girls are wearing little jackets and um, my partner Nate, he hadn't actually like seen this in a long time and in the cafeteria scene, I think. Um, Monique Coleman, who plays Taylor, is wearing like a green blazer and he's like, does she go to the school? Like she looks very <laughs> Is she a teacher? Like she looks very old, but I think they they sort of they sort of are wearing clothing that looks like it came from a high school theater closet and not right. like there not are not real people clothes. Definitely
0: archaic like gender roles too. Gabrielle yeah. and Tr- and Taylor bond over hating cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. Or not hating, I should say, but sort of viewing cheerleaders as this other and they also make a joke about not having nail beds and they're like oh we're best <laughs> friends so like again the idea of being really attractive but not caring about how you look that's what women should be mm-hmm. and uh, I also thought in this section there was a a, um, a slew of kind of American Idol style bad auditions and I just didn't find them funny uh, unfortunately yeah, they spent they a lot of time on that didn't work for me
1: Yeah. It's a trope that I, that we see a lot. And if I feel like it's so rarely done well, or, I mean, I would say like a, um, a counterpoint to this version of it, or sort of like a, an example of where it works, maybe a little bit better is in lady bird, which I just (sighs) recently rewatched a couple of weeks ago. And, um, it's sort of, I mean, it's the same joke that everyone is not as good as they think they are um, and like, uh, but very earnest. The difference being that I feel like there was an awareness of, yes, you know, like they, they're they using this to show that the the personalities of the people and there's like a depth to it as opposed to just a slew of people who are. Um, who are I? I also remember while I was watching this, as a child, thinking one of the hardest things to act is be one of the hardest things to do as a person who can sing is to act like you can't. You know, bad
2: singer pretending to be bad singer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it requires like it, it requires a level of you. If you're a bad singer trying to sound bad, it. You give yourself away if you're a good singer trying to sound bad. You sound you give yourself away. So you have to have this like this line of you know knowing what makes a singer bad, and then doing that. You know, and those like, are
2: like young people. Like some of the people they have in that scene look younger than like right. Vanessa Hudgens. So yeah, I, I felt I felt bad for them because I was like, ah, oh, none of these kids like ended up having a career like the main people in the show. Right. Um, it also reminded me that the entire plot of this movie revolves around the callbacks audition process, which is kind of mm-hmm. like it's the period. It's this very specific period of time um, and that that just time moves very slowly, I guess because there's a lot that happens in that like it must have been like a few days.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, we um, never get any of the excitement of like the, the opening night. You're right. That's yes. such a weird thing to capture. They, they
2: barely say the name of the show. It's called Twinkle Town and it is Towns. written by <laughs> It's like written by one of the students, which is also just completely glazed over that she has written an entire musical and she's like in the 10th grade or something. I hate Kelsey. What do you guys think about
1: Kelsey? I hate her. (laughs) Hot take. (laughs) Do you want to elaborate? She's
2: annoying.
0: She's just she's the kind of person where I'm like, you just need to speak up for yourself. She's the kind of person who who who, like she'll never order food. On the phone. <laughs> she's too afraid to do that.
2: She seemed normal until, like, they started just, like, talking down to her. And at some point, Corbin Blue says, like, small person. And I'm like, yeah. she's, aver- she's average height in the movie? Right. Like, I don't understand that.
1: I think this gets at sort of what I mean, though. Like, the archetypes, the characters aren't fully um, imagined beyond just the surface level of, like, this is the mousy girl. This is the, mm-hmm. like, this is the girl who, uh, you know... Um, you can tell that there is a version of this person that they have in their minds when they're writing it, but it doesn't go, there's no interior life. There's no moment before there's no like uh depth of any um, of character at all. Uh, and, and speaking to the audition scene as well, like there is nothing, there is nothing more than just like jokes. This is meant to be a joke. Yeah. It's clearly like straight down the middle punchline. Um, and that's, I think, part of the thing, another, I mean, I'm literally just going through my notes that I had <laughs> as a child. Things I was like, this could have been done better. We could have workshopped it more.
0: No wonder you're successful.
1: <laughs> because
0: I like, I, I had no critical thoughts about this movie until I was forced to have them when I watched <laughs> it this week.
2: She, um, she sort of exists for Troy to be nice to her. And that's one of the like first, that's sort of like something that um, Gabriella, um, references later on she's mm-hmm. like I saw like how nice you were to her like you're not an asshole and like that's like one of the redeeming things about him because ultimately I think the moral of the movie is like be nice to your friends like that's yeah <laughs> it's like support your friends even though they want to do other stuff like that's that seems to be the moral for me on reading this now or on, like looking at this now it's like oh it was like the friends figuring out how to support the basketball captain if he wants to have another hobby mm-hmm. I do like I liked that, um, I I think I liked Stick to the Status Quo because it, like, just opens by Sharpay screaming and then, like, <laughs> she's, like, screaming when she sees, like, their names on the callback sheet and then it jumps into this, like, very over-the-top, like, caricaturish song and everyone is giving 200%, like, all the dancers look like they're having a blast and, like... Yeah. The whole school and therefore you are sort of being drawn in that like you have to like be yourself and like it, the, the stakes are very high, even though like at that age I watched it and I was like, this is stupid. Like, of course you can like have a baking hobby, but like it was just so like over the top because of all the people in that scene that I that that people really like that scene and that's what people I remember like people really remembered that song out of all of
1: them mm-hmm. like It's definitely the most fun and it also is I would say it captures the magic of what I always loved about musical theater which is the conceit that anything can happen at any moment you know someone can break out into song and dance and we all know what's going to happen we all know the choreography we're all going to jump on the tables together and so even though that one cello piece really did frustrate me <laughs> I I that is the part I mean the dance the choreography is the best in that one I think yeah. it's the one that's most frequently recreated uh or at least at the time and um it's the one that I always kind of like that was the moment I always wanted out of my high school yes. experience was us being in what we called the commons and for people to just like jump up and start singing, and so I would that did it, often that didn't that. happen. Oh, you did that. I did okay. it, but you made no one joined me. <laughs> I did it what all did the you time. Do?
2: What did you jump up and sing?
1: Anything. At one point, I sang. Um, at at one point, a friend of mine and I coy, like planned to sing "Take Me or Leave Me" from <gasps> Rent, and we did. In the middle of lunch, we just both started belting it out off like various yes. sides of the... And then we moved in towards each other and there was this big block <laughs> in the middle and then we were standing on the block, screaming, the belting the, the last part of it together.
2: Take me for what I am!
1: Yes, exactly.
2: That would have definitely brightened my day if I That's had been incredible. at your
1: school. <laughs> I don't know that other people felt that way.
2: I would have been like, wow, <laughs> they're really confident. <laughs> That's what I would have said, probably.
1: I think um, everyone thought... We get it, Clark. Like, you want attention. You know, at this point, it wasn't novel. This was very on brand for me.
0: I did want to say, what I've been looking for is the audition song. And I much prefer, I much prefer Sharpay and Ryan's version. I think it's fun. I want to say, no, bop, bop, bop to the top. I used to listen to this music before tennis matches to get pumped up. Um, I like Ryan's jazz squares. And I think it's a good song. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys, does Gabriella call Troy Wildcat in the bedroom?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do we think so? She definitely Um, says it in a way that is the closest to sexual that she can get in the movie when she says it. So that's my opinion. So she wanted to.
1: Yeah, it's hard to imagine that Disney Channel characters within the world of the, the movie have genitals at all. (laughs) um <laughs> are flat yeah it's sort of like a barbie doll They're situation like a barbie.
0: <laughs> that's a good point during uh i w- one last thing during stick to the status quo this is the choreography i wanted from a week away and mm. also i wrote down the note literally cheese fries are so good because i think some cheese fries <laughs> land on sharpay and yeah
1: uh, love, now i want to go to in and out
2: Let's go. That's like the end of the song. Is that the the cheese fries magically end up on her? I'd
0: lick it. I'd lick it off her. Okay, moving on. Troy and Gabriella hang out on the roof and talk about expectations. When Troy misses practice before the big game, Coach blames Gabriella and reminds Troy that he's the basketball guy. Chad is also really against Troy singing, so he and Taylor come up with a plan. While live streaming, they pressure Troy into saying that Gabriella isn't important that in, and that he only cares about the basketball team. Gabriella is heartbroken. She tells Troy that uh, they should stick to their own group and not go to callbacks. <laughs> Troy's game is way off, so Chad tells Troy the truth, saying he's cool with him singing. Taylor also confesses to Gabriella, but that doesn't change her mind. Troy climbs a tree in Gabriella's backyard to apologize and, con- and convince her to audition.
1: And I. I would say that this section is the part that I hated the most because <laughs> it, the gall, first of all, of making a movie a, called High School Musical centered around a heterosexual romance. <laughs> I, it just like that was not my experience at all. There were definitely straight people who were involved in musical theater at my school, but they knew their place. They were second class <laughs> citizens. Okay. This was our domain and to force me to feel anything about this boy's conflict, this internal conflict of his identity and wanting to do the musical and sing. But, you know, the fragile masculinity that he's working through, I just had no patience for it. And um, and again, was sort of frustrated by this is the thing that always happens in musical theater Is that you know the the kids who actually want it, the kids who are trying, end up becoming sort of like supporting roles or whatever, and then a hot straight guy comes in who barely can hold a tune and like certainly can't dance, and (laughs) he becomes the lead just because he's the straight guy and he can play a straight lead. Mm -hmm. So this this very much frustrated me.
0: Uh, I get it. I also noticed in my experience that. When there were straight men, I less in theater, but more in like choruses. They were so popular, Mm -hmm. especially Mm. like very masculine straight men, because like all the girls just wanted to to bang them. Mm -hmm. I was
2: gonna say um, at the high school I went to um, for eleventh and twelfth grade, a lot of the sporty kids did not do theater, but they did do choir, and then they did audition for like solos. Um, when the song was something a little more poppy and upbeat. Mm. And so like all their like sports friends would like come and watch and be really rowdy. And that was like they were cause, so I, I actually think like at where I went to school, like it was sort of considered like a little bit of a divide between people who did varsity sports and people who did theater, but not necessarily because it's musical theater, but only because like the kids are like more awkward. Mm. Um, speaking as someone myself who like hung out with those awkward people and I think like it was fine to be like a hot straight guy who like sang but not fine to be a hot straight guy who like I don't know spent a lot of time working on My Fair Lady with like all of us Mm -hmm. Um, because then you were like hanging out a ton like after school and like having to help and having to do all this stuff. Um,
1: And the novelty has sort of worn off because it's not just that you, I think part of what the magic was is like this guy walks in, doesn't even try and it happens to be amazing as opposed to the person who is like putting in the work and earnest, you know, there's sort of like a, the eager or like the trying element of it wasn't, uh, wasn't desired.
2: But okay, but now that we've said all this, I look at Zach Efron in this movie now after just like having grown up with Zach Efron, and I feel like tenderness toward this iteration of him. I'm like, look at what look how little he was, and like look like what was before him that him? He did, like
0: he's try speaking of eagerness, he is trying uh, so hard. He's he's really trying com- committing. He
2: is trying way harder than Vanessa Hudgens. Like, I like him as an actor. <laughs> way more in this because he like is trying a lot. And he also looks like he's about to cry a lot in times mm. that like he doesn't need to be that sad. Um he just like really worked his little puppy dog eyes and his like emo haircut. Um, yeah, his beaver cut. <laughs> I really just like look at his like body too and he looks so different. Like he's just a little bean. Um <laughs> and I just it just takes me back. He just he was so different and Now he's very upset. Um, he doesn't like that he was in the High School Musical franchise. Oh, really? Yeah, he has said like he regrets letting it like sort of take over that much of his career. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which like like no one would know you without it. Yeah, I was like, you've been in like a lot of movies since then. I don't think I don't think people are still tying you to that. Um,
1: I think there was probably a long time before I think that transition was successfully made, but. Um, I do think it took a lot longer than uh, like living on the inside of it. I imagine it felt a lot less like sure that it would happen. And I think also at that time, I remember a lot of conversations, at least amongst my actor friends about um, there hadn't really been Disney people who popped off yet in the way that they have now, you know, like we have Demi and Selena and, um, Miley and um and Zendaya, you know like all these people yes. who have very full and prestigious um careers beyond their Disney personas, but at the time we had like Hillary Duff and um uh you know I'm trying to think of other Disney people mostly Jonas
2: Jonas Brothers
1: they were like starting to They were
2: starting, yeah.
1: But they they were
2: after High School Musical.
1: They were. And also they they were an entity. The three of them oh, as the opposed them. to, you yes, know, yes, like yes. there weren't any Disney Channel actors who were huge in the Disney Channel space and then also went on to have um, right, full right. careers afterwards. Yeah. He and Vanessa were um, like sort of some of the first to start that transition And so I think it was really hard to be the tip of that spear.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. What's your, Um, you again, beacon of knowledge. Like what's your experience (laughs) with moving on after a movie and like, where do you go from there? Do you, are you pigeonholed into teen stuff? Do you like teen stuff? Where do you see yourself going after Love, Simon and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think a couple things that the landscape is so different now, you know, the which is another point, like for them to have gone through this in 2006, as opposed to um, now things were much more regimented then now everyone does everything, you know, like A-list stars do movies and Amazon series and, you know, Mm -hmm. like miniseries and full length series. So the, the lines are much more blurred. Um, I do think, though, there is this, uh, the the idea in entertainment in general is that work begets work. You know, if you, yeah. whatever you do, you get more jobs. But generally, you know, people aren't like imagining you in one role and then sort of like doing the mental gymnastics to get you all the way to the other end of the spectrum. They're sort of like, oh, you did a role like this before would you like to do a role like this again and so when you do high school work you often get more high school you sort of and if you look you know young then they're like oh you can play high school so for me I'm like I'm at a point in my career where I'm open to anything and I'm you know exploring all different kinds of jobs things that are in the high school range still things are in the 20s things are that are older um but it really comes down to like what's available, you know, and, like, yeah. what jobs are even um, considering queer people of color for them. Yeah. So for me, it's um, it's been interesting. I mean, there's... this The landscape, like I said, has completely revolutionized. There's so much more opportunity now. And in theory, I mean, things are... It's, it's weird because you're catching me at the end of a year and a half of pandemic, obviously. And so there was, like, definitely not a lot going on in this last year. But things... It seems like there's, as a result of all the conversations we've been having, there's a lot more um, opportunity in, um, in the near future. So we'll see. I think you just kind of uh, so to sort of tie it back into what Zach was probably saying is that you have to kind of play this game where you're open to whatever comes and you're also like kind of trying to steer the ship in in a certain direction but you don't really have control. You know, you, you aren't writing the parts yourself, certainly like the kinds of stuff Zach was going out for at the time. And you want to cash in on whatever success you've had before, but you also know that that kind of success is going to push you in that direction. Um, Mm -hmm. So it is this weird, you know, tricky sort of space to find yourself in.
0: Whew. Well, I'm wishing you a Zach Efron career personally. (laughs) Or, or better I'll take it I'm um, excited I had to see. a few throwaway thoughts about this section yeah first of all Chad is always holding a basketball which perfectly aligns with Clark's discussion about how every character is just sort of one thing he always has a <laughs> basketball with him which is just not convenient like what
2: do you do if you have to where go are pee? they yeah where are they practicing with it well it, um, does, it is revealed that they practice during free period mm-hmm. yeah at one point, they're listing
0: examples to Gabriella about smart women, and they <laughs> yes. include Oprah yes. Winfrey, who famously is an actress also. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was an odd choice. Um, mm-hmm. And then Gabriella is fully crying, and Taylor doesn't comfort her. questionable friendship
2: she acts like she's confused about why she's so unhappy because now she has freed gabriella from having to care about troy
0: also i think zeke is the cutest of all of them Mm.
2: zeke
0: baker zeke baker zeke he's my like physically i'm like oh he's he's a cutie pie
2: um again like this this whole passage is just like trying to encourage people to be there for their friends (laughs) and help them with the stress of high school and being like This is not you should not like set up an Instagram live to get your friend's heart broken or like perform a choreographed speech about basketball. Like where they're like doing this sort of call and response sequence with Chad.
0: His change of (laughs) Um, heart happens really quickly. That's another big flaw about this issue is like. At first, I kind of read it as him him recognizing that they were going to lose the basketball game, so he kind of is like, "Oh, I have to support him so we win." But then there's obviously supposed to be some genuine, um, genuine support yes. there as well, yes. mm-hmm. and it happens really quickly. Not a lot of development. it happens
2: because they're sad, which my friends have seen me like pissed off about stuff in my life, and it it did not change anyone's mind. They were just like, "Ah, she's like having a tantrum again. <laughs> It's like not Give what happens moment. yeah, yeah, um also, one of the few times we hear Zach Efron's voice singing in this movie is this scene in the movie where, he climbs the tree to her house, and then he opens. She opens the window of this like beautiful like back deck to her bedroom door, and he sings the harmony part to the song at mm. her, uh-huh. um, <laughs> which is why it sounds a little weird. And I just thought I should note that 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 is sadly one of the only times he gets to sing and not lip sing in this movie. Mm. He sounds good. Uh, (laughs) No, he he sounds fine. Like, I think he's like better. I mean, he he is singing in the next two movies and he does a fine job. I think the song Um, in this
0: section called Where There Was You and Me is a real clunker. I forgot it it existed. I don't remember it. Someone's wearing a statement belt. She gets a
2: solo and it sucks. I was really upset because I think I've worn an outfit like that in high school. It's really, there's a lot of insecurity. You of know coming what? Up for We're me. each
0: going to reveal <laughs> one bad outfit. And I, I have one. I have one actually on the, the top of my mind. The first day of middle school, which is for, for my town, was four elementary schools coming together. We got a speech about how this is your time to kind of reinvent yourself. There are kids that you don't know, like, You're going to be with them until you graduate, so like this is your time. I wore a knit poncho over a blue and white tank top, and that was what I wanted people to know me for. I bet you Mm. looked great. No.
1: It was not your fault. The odds were not a great time for fashion, and this movie really underlined that for me.
2: Does anyone else have a bad outfit? I'll say I'll say one that came to mind. Um I sang with some friends for a school assembly one time in high school and I wore a like blue and black flannel shirt over like a very light aqua blue tank top mm. and then like stretched it down over my jeans and then my <laughs> jeans were like a little flared. Ooh. Where it's like I think we talked about this in another episode Jane where it's like you're not quite wearing a dress over jeans. Mm-hmm. You're just wearing like a long shirt a that's that's <laughs> yeah yes
1: i remember that look yeah <laughs> i used to wear ties um on on top of like graphic printed tees yes hell yeah <laughs> and um and also frequently paired with a zip hoodie under a blazer
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome Honestly, I feel like Sean Mendez wears that.
2: Is that yeah, true? Yeah, wait, I or was going to say Sean yeah, be- Mendez does a lot of stuff with zip hoodies, I feel like. Mm, um.
1: Perhaps an <laughs> elevated version uh, yeah. of what I was doing.
2: <laughs> he saw
0: no, you we- and was like, I'm Yeah, you're. i going to bring this to the next level. Wow.
2: Um, He's
1: always stealing stuff from me.
2: <laughs> uh, should we move on? Yeah.
0: All right. Sharpe hears how great Troy and Gabriella sound, so she gets Miss Darbus to move callbacks to conflict with the big game and decathlon competition. Kelsey overhears and shares the bad news, leading the nerds, athletes, and drama kids to collaborate. They hack the gym scoreboard and set off a smelly chemical reaction at the decathlon, giving Troy and Gabriella time to get to auditions. <laughs> they perform in front of everyone, including their parents, and earn the lead roles. Both teams win their competitions. Chad asks Taylor out and Sharpe wishes a genuine good luck to Gabriella. Everyone dances.
1: <laughs> the chemistry thing is such a classic like <laughs> high school trope that only ever happens in movies and never happens in real life, you know? Uh for so many reasons, but um I love I love the I love that they don't even try to hide how contrived the circumstances are. You know, it's very like we need to get these characters from point A to point B. So we have to create some sort of uh, moment. It's high school. What would that moment be? Oh, a (laughs) chemistry lab experiment going wrong. You know, like. And I love
2: that Taylor is a girl who codes and she codes like a computer On a computer that looks like it belongs to, like, an American girl doll. Like, it, it, like, has, like, a little red sign that says connecting to Wi-Fi. It's awesome. Um, I love that computer.
0: I need to reveal something, which is that I caused a chem lab reaction. No,
1: you didn't. (laughs) I did.
0: (laughs) I swear to God. I was in AP Chem. Something went wrong. I remember looking at the smoke, and I was like, "Oh my God, there's a lot of smoke." The fire alarm went off, and I remember thinking, "Why did the oh, fire alarm go off?" And then my I God. put the two together, and I said, "I did this." The fire trucks came.
2: The entire school had to leave. And Jane, you could have helped her. You could have yeah. helped Gabriella.
1: Wow. Oh maybe there was a no, but I like. Fucked up. <laughs> maybe that was a B plot to someone else's A plot. <gasps>
0: That's true. so true. And Ugh. you
1: just don't know what it was. Maybe That's you got someone me. out of a test.
0: You should own yeah. it, Jane. No, yeah, but I like mean, I'm it. so not the
2: protagonist, you know what I mean? That's, like what... <laughs> That's what would happen if this were real. It would be like a lab fire. And I, I, do don't, like
0: the... I don't know <laughs> oh, chemistry. Ahead. I mean, clearly I do not know chemistry, so I could not tell you what happened. And I will never know.
2: <laughs> um, I had
0: a question. What do we think of
2: Troy's dad? Do we think he's hot? I had the same question. <laughs> Um, and I don't have an answer. I couldn't like get there, but I couldn't. I also couldn't stop thinking about the question. You were
1: I just think like, "We're no. supposed to think that way, yeah." I think he's oh, supposed okay. to be hot dad.
2: Okay. okay, he is in this movie more than I thought, and the moms are really not. Troy's mom is there at the start, where she's like, "You guys are really on a vacation, and you're playing basketball," and then never again in the entire series. Basically, that's the only line she has.
1: I mean, he's definitely, he is definitely there to sort of like stoke the pubescent fires. You know, he's that like classic coach slash dad hybrid. He is, is hunky enough, but not too hunky. You know, he like isn't quite uh, the A-list movie star level hot, but he's very, very attractive.
2: Yeah, and Moms he's extre- like he's wearing like a lot no of fence. tight shirts. It's like making a yeah, it's making a lot of like alarms go off. But I couldn't quite get there. Um, he does give him this speech that's like, I really, really want to see you happy, which means I want you to love my hobby because that's what we love more than anything else, right? Basketball, no other hobbies allowed. Like he literally walks in <laughs> and he says, I wish I could play alongside you. Like there's. Bad bad energy happening. But my question was: Do you share any main hobbies with either of your parents?
1: Oh God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I, my mom. Um, my um, <laughs> I I enjoy reading, and so do both of my parents. Like, um, reading for pleasure.
0: I I have a, a similar answer. Um, my mom's a librarian. I do like reading. Oh wow. I will say that I don't specifically have the same hobby as my dad, but I I am the same way. I have been the same way about hobbies as he is, which is that he gets really, 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 Mm. really intensely into something and then can like drop it. So Mm. I inherited from that. I mean, growing up, we had a telescope. uh, (laughs) Is that the thing that you look at the stars with? Yes. 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 We had like a legit telescope. He made wine for a while. Um, I mean, he just did all this random shit, which I actually think is pretty cool. Um, But no, there's nothing luckily that my parents could genuinely like critique me on because they themselves are good at it. So that's good.
1: The telescope was a big 90s slash aughts dad thing. We had we had a telescope, too. We still have it in the living room. Yes, because, like, why would you get rid image? of it? It's
2: just, a, it's just a cool thing to have. We are yeah, I'm not obviously.
1: sure that it still works. The one he got was very, like, techy. Mm. And, mm. you know, like, you plug in the coordinates and then it finds it itself. And it's this high-resolution image. I mean, whoa. This, we're talking about 2006 technology, not, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 2021, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was maybe cool at a point, but I don't even know that it works anymore.
2: It probably exists, like, as an app now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Issa? Um, My mom um, was, uh, this is a a hobby we don't share. My mom was a ballet dancer for a really long time. And so for a while, I tried to, like, do the whole ballet thing. But I think, honestly, like, a lot of, like, the, um, it was, like, the wrong time for me to start it. I was, like, 12. And I I think I was, like, just starting to be, like, hmm, I think I have body image issues. And, like, ballet is, like, not the right thing to, like, start that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so I did not do that but my dad and I both really love um singing karaoke like that's something that I feel like we both enjoy a ton and that my f- my my dad's friends will like always tell us like your dad was like such a good singer in college and stuff like that mm. um so that's really that's really fun um but not I will not be a ballet girl like the kids in that show Jane unfortunately your What's parents it tiny
0: you- your parents are like very socially adept, and so are
2: you. You both are the like what? social butterflies. Oh, you have that. My mom. <laughs> My mom's hobby is like planning um, really good like dinners when people come to visit her. Like she always knows the right place to go take people. You can do that um, too. Like that's I, I in hope your that future. I, I hope that I I take that skill from her. She's like the right venue for the right group of friends. I will say um, that the
0: music of this part is my favorite. I love Bop yes. to the Top. I sort of forgot yes. that in the movie it's broken up into chunks because, again, mm. I had this on my iPod, and I would listen to it before tennis matches, along with the yes. Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. I don't know. <laughs> um, love that song. I would hire Sharpay and Ryan any day. Um, Break and free. Uncomfortable to watch them dance, and <laughs> it is weird to see them, like, have the microphone, like, Three feet so from their far. Mouth. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's okay. And then we're all in this together. It's iconic for a reason. I did have to get up, I did have to dance. People in this my middle the This was the one that everyone knew.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. The choreography were all in this together. Oh, he's, he's doing, doing it. it. I've forgotten it, from there. <laughs> <laughs> the two, the, these two starts. songs.
2: The, like, two things are the these two songs, the last two were the ones we did for this kid's birthday party. Mm. Mm. And then we, like, we all, we all like, got the kids to stand up and learn. We're all in this. It was such a good... What a good birthday party idea. Just get some teenagers to do all the work. And the adults were probably, like, drinking in the corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Like, what a good idea by their mom. Like, oh, my God.
1: I I'm, I'm having a flashback now, Issa, because I'm realizing I learned the we're all in this together choreography in the exact same way that you did which is that i had to f- i had to put it on the television and quickly learn because, Yeah, yeah you're right you couldn't pause you couldn't like go like 2 seconds yeah <laughs> you're so right i had forgotten that memory
2: and and i do think that like as a as a preteen i learned like music video dances that way because you couldn't just go to youtube at right the time. um so i was probably better at learning stuff Around then. I will say there's a cool like long cut at the end where it's like showing all the people and where they end up. Like the parents are freaking out, the pairs of people are asking each other out. Zach and Vanessa almost kiss. Then they're giving the game ball to Kelsey for some reason. <laughs> um it's really fun to watch the ending and like see people weirdly like like I think everyone was sort of acting like this would be the only movie. And when I watched right. this I was like, they don't know they're about to like do two more movies of this. Um, and then Sharpay comes back cause she really likes Zeke's cupcakes as the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's something, I think it's, I, I like genuinely enjoyed seeing the, we're all in this together scene until the end. Cause they're, they're going all out. Like they actually have a lot of people in that gym dancing. Yeah. They, they like put the most effort into that. I feel
1: it's really special. Yeah.
2: I do like the climax of this movie is that all their friends leave their other responsibilities. Like, everyone just runs away. Like, I don't I don't think that is really what would have happened, but um, but power to them, again, time moves really weird because they have time to go back and win their competitions, like you right. said, Jane. Um, Jane, I, I can't believe you didn't watch it at the time. Sorry, Clark, what were you going to
1: say? I was going to say the one thing that's unfortunate about focusing only on this one and not the second one the others, yeah. is that we don't get to talk about zac efron's um song yeah. on the golf course.
2: <laughs> we will do, we will do it because that that is possibly the high point of zac efron in the series.
1: I think I so. It's yeah. it's very like it also reminded me of so many boys that I knew at that time where like if you put a camera on them and gave them almost <laughs> no choreography and said, "Just like give us something." All of the moves he does were exactly what those boys would have done, you know.
2: Just feel it. Just, just feel yeah. it. Yeah, and
1: like lots of. You're right. He really, he really committed.
2: My brother had his Bieber hair um, at around that time, in like the, in like the odds chain. You made a specific. I love. Okay, I love the third
0: movie. <laughs> I actually watched it recently, and the last song of the third movie genuinely is the is the best it's the best song that's ever been written so we're gonna have to cover
2: it i don't know
1: if i ever saw the third one oh, to be honest. That's,
2: the third is very very high production value actually i was gonna say this the third was the first um disney channel movie that came out in theaters. like that's how confident they became oh right about it and it made like at the time it was like the most money a movie musical had made so like that's why everyone was like you know, we, we may not have had something like Hairspray and, like, some, you know, like, all these movie musicals now coming out um, if they hadn't gotten to test that with their, like, own property. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, right.
2: Feel
0: as yeah. good as my high
2: school. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Sorry.
1: I did not think I ever saw it.
2: <laughs> there are some good scenes in it. Um I also forgot to say that I was almost named Gabriella by my parents. I love that big name. reveal at the end of the episode. Yeah, it was. Um, that's what my parents wanted, and then my grandma really wanted me to be Isabel, which is what my first name actually is. And she won out apparently, but wow. which is fine because Both good names. that would have been a little much <laughs> for me to like be a Gabriella and play a Gabriella for this birthday party. So, you, know, you ready to? <laughs> Are you ready to answer the three questions? Okay, Clark, you can go first. Okay, is this movie good or bad?
1: I think it is good enough. It does exactly what it needs to do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly not bad. Um, and it, it holds a special place in my heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn. I agree. I think especially for a TV movie musical, I think it's good. I think the plot is cohesive, even if parts of it are sort of harder to believe i think every everything makes sense the acting is mostly passable catchy <laughs> songs dancing is abo- i would think the dancing is above average it's it's above where it needs oh, to yeah. be oh yeah extremely chaste but i think that <laughs> the message that it sends is actually ultimately a, a positive one i'm not yeah like, yeah i wouldn't have to sit my kids down and like talk to them after this i, I think it does send a, a good message
2: that's a good point i think Something I really appreciated was like, yes, I was thinking the same thing where I was like, at least this isn't saying anything super that like you would have to take back and like not want to show a kid today. Um, that said, I think it is maybe for children. But um, <laughs> I I, um, I, think it's also good. I think it's pretty impressive that they establish everything in like 90 minutes. I think it's about maybe a little longer than that, um, because a lot does happen now that we've talked through all of it. Um, and I know that they don't really have to go off of anything but stereotypes. But again, like, I think it's impressive that they, like, made us care about, like, this little cast of people. Like, I don't think, I don't think a lot of teen movies do that as well anymore. Like, Jan and I complain about the friend characters in teen movies now Mm. a lot. And I like that the friend arc here is just that, like, hey, we're, like, learning how to be a better friend. And that means, like, supporting your friend as they grow up. And that's a great message um did you like this movie
1: of course i, I love this movie <laughs> i love it i always will i
2: love it i love it too and i don't think i can like not love it and not feel happy watching it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean this is again i've said this before but sometimes i kind of dread watching these but but when i was watching this i was surprised that i just felt good i enjoyed myself it felt like it yeah. went by quickly in a good way um singing along
2: dancing along like it's it's fun I couldn't I couldn't not sing along because I remembered all the songs. So I just like sat on the couch singing it and it was just like trying to like do his stuff, like do his normal like, routines <laughs> around me, like actively, like putting headphones on to cancel me out. Um, what type of teen is this movie for today?
1: Oh, today. Um, this is hard to answer because as we've explained, it's we the demographic, the target demographic is really unclear. Um <laughs> I don't know that it's for any teen today. I don't know that any teen today would enjoy this this film. Uh, they seem to really enjoy High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. Uh, but I think part of that is because it has that second layer of, as you mentioned, it's mockumentary. It's a it's a it's like a fictionalized documentary about a high school doing High School Musical, and I think that level of meta commentary is is the kind of erudition that this generation is used to engaging with in their content um and so i think the actual high school musical would maybe be too earnest for them or too like surface for them
2: yeah i agree i think also like without without like having to sit someone down you would have to sit someone down and be like everyone is dressed weird and like this is not what it was like before right Okay, so I'm gonna say, I agree that this
0: movie is for children. Um, I was wondering <laughs> if horny drama kids could get something out of this, especially if they mm. haven't really experienced much yet. Um, but I, I agree that like teens are savvy these days. like they yeah. want something ironic and, and not in the same irony that was like 10 years ago that was about not caring. That's not the ironic they want. They just want something smarter and self aware. So, agreed that maybe this isn't for them.
2: I think I would put this movie on in front of like a group of like young teens and kids if I had to be like, "Uh, I just need to find something for you guys to do. Here, go watch this. It was something Mm -hmm. I watched when I was your age. Bye. Like, because, like we said, like, it's you can sort of be reassured that maybe they will be a little bored or unimpressed, but not actively harmed by what's in this movie. Right. Um, Although although I do feel for Ryan, and I wish he was a bigger character. I think, like, I went through this movie also being, like, they did, they did sort of give Ryan more to do in the next two movies, which is a little better, but in this movie, he's just a sidekick and just yeah. sort of, like, asks Sharpie questions. And, like, if um, this
0: movie came out now, which it wouldn't, but he would definitely be gay and out. Right and so maybe or they of, would work
2: it into the movie I mean like it kind of, of is
0: gross that he's not and that it's like yeah, yeah, completely
2: maybe maybe that is the harmful thing that, that could be caused by this movie um
1: <laughs> there's like a motorcycle gang going by on these little <laughs> scooters right now
2: oh yeah badass
1: and it's like a lot of them
2: they heard that you were talking about high school music. <laughs> they're Um, all on these
1: little scooter type things (laughs) like not full motorcycles I don't even know how to describe them
2: um what are you guys watching these days that's not this
1: I actually just watched Halston last night oh okay Um, I haven't seen it yet I I'm not it's not my favorite um but I watched all of it and I'm also watching Hacks which I am really enjoying on HBO Max um and a couple of other things, too. Oh, I weirdly just watched all of Titans. The um, <laughs> Speaking of sidekicks, the superhero show about all of the sidekicks coming all together. the
0: sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what yeah. is Halston?
1: It stars Ewan McGregor. It's a Ryan Murphy show. It's on Netflix. New Ryan
2: Murphy. Oh, okay.
1: Five episodes about, um, it's like a biopic, limited series biopic about, Halston, the designer. So it takes place in like New York in the '70s and '80s.
0: Cool, Jane. Okay, I've you? actually watched so much that I will stick to the highlights. Okay, I watched <laughs> Joker for the first time. What? And I didn't know you hadn't seen it. It was good. Like I don't know. <laughs> I I know this is why I feel stupid because when I watch a movie. I don't wanna write a think piece afterwards, usually. I'm just yeah, like okay, I just wanna watch it. Like yeah. that was good. This this person, it's about someone who's like very clearly abused, struggling, mentally ill, maybe even suffered brain damage. Like he's not okay. I'm not gonna think whatever, I'm not gonna overthink it. Um He's
2: very it's it's a bummer movie. It's it is super it dark. Is, it's a bummer, yeah.
0: And it's not my favorite type of thriller. Like I'm more of a black swan thriller where there's like surprises mm. and and twists and, and co- some comedic relief and M- Mila Kunis. Um, but that being <laughs> said, like, yeah, oh. it was fine. I also am watching, wait, oh, Cougar Town randomly. And yeah, I so wondered why that. I liked it. Not to be like a snob, but I was like, oh, this is fun. And the guy who made it made Scrubs. And I like, mm. I love Scrubs. And it has some of the same slightly surreal humor and i'm enjoying it i'm not sure i'm gonna finish i'm not sure i'm gonna like keep watching but um i am liking it and i did i have i am watching hacks it's really good
2: yeah i just started hacks too i'm really happy that i'm really happy that i did um i watched i watched mortal Kombat for no reason (laughs) oh a, a friend of a friend of mine wanted to watch it and Um, I sort of just, like, was doing other stuff at the time. (laughs) Clark's like, yikes, I did too. It was not Um, good to me. It was not good. I I definitely at least wanted the fighting to be fun, and it really wasn't. Um, But I did, you know, we, like, talked, we reminisced about, like, the video game, and, like, there's some, like, references to the video game in the movie, some of which I could remember and some of which I couldn't. Jane, they just, like, do their, like... They just, like, do a signature, like, line or something that you would remember the character saying in the video game. I was like, oh, cute. Um, and then, Jane, I'm still, like, hate watching Handmaid's Tale. I, like, actively <laughs> I don't like it. And I just, like, I just have to keep going. They just, immediately when I was like, okay, we're going to just, like, get, I told I told Jane this, but, like. They're just doing like high production value like waterboarding of Elizabeth Moss for <laughs> no reason. Like, why is this show still happening? But I think I'm just like so curious about like their intent behind it because I'm like, this is somebody, this is just like someone's like nightmare of what they think will will like happen to women or something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have like, to white, read white me. upper middle class women. I mean, <laughs> they're gonna, gonna watch like, it. There's or something like, read very because I do there's something care, very weird. Yeah, it's. Very I do. Dark. I want to talk to the people who made this movie and be like, are you okay? Like. <laughs>
1: Are they beyond um, the source material at this point?
2: Way beyond it,
1: four oh, wow. beyond okay. it.
2: And I, I actually really love the book. And there's like a lot of like context that the book kind of hints at that is totally just lost. Oh, for sure, um, the racism <laughs> is
0: like completely erased. There's a lot um, of weird stuff. But
2: it, but it, yeah, it's. Ugh. But um, I don't know. But Elizabeth Moss is fun. Um, I think like. After after this, I'll probably I still haven't finished Search Party, Jane. So I have to probably go back and. Do so it. good. I still haven't finished it. Um, I'm the in most the recent room. season was
1: really good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, what is our upcoming movie, Jane?
0: The World We Make, which is the first movie <laughs> chosen by our patrons, Pat- or our Patreon supporters, Patreon. whatever you guys are.
2: Yeah, we have some we have some special stuff coming up. For our Patreon listeners. And we love you. Um, thank you so much, Clark, for doing this. We I'm so thank happy you for we started this. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, what a treat. And um, I love any excuse to jump back into the world of High School Musical. So thank you.
2: <laughs> yes, me too. Um, Would you like to plug
0: anything or just say anything you want?
1: Yes, totally. Um, I have, we're doing our final episode of Soul Bomb comes out next Wednesday, June 3rd, 2nd. Um, And uh, it's the final episode of season two and I'm really excited about it. We had a bunch of really great conversations this past uh, couple of weeks, past couple of months. And there's a back catalog of about 34, 35 episodes for people to dive into. So go check that out. And I'm, excuse me, I'm at Mr. Clark Moore on all social platforms. So come say hi.
0: Awesome. And watch Absolutely. Love, Simon. We're going to eventually
1: cover yes. it. Obviously. Yes. Obviously.
0: It'll
2: it'll be, yeah.
1: We, I think we, it's on Hulu now or I, it's somewhere. I think I rewatched it. I think somewhere. I did rewatch oh, it really sorry recently on I Hulu. Sorry if I said
2: Netflix. We, we are honestly like we, we have been reserving it being like, oh, I wonder like what guests we should have and stuff like that. But like, we've just sort of been overthinking it and we just need to like do it and like watch it and do it for the pod.
1: It's we've fun. we just sort
2: of, we've just sort of had love it on it. our list and overthinking it.
1: And June um, is pride month. So no better time.
2: Yeah, um, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. Thank you to those who did. And please, please, please share us with a friend.
0: And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at bleacherteens.
2: Also, subscribe to our brand new Patreon um, to kick us some support. Uh, and especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under the bleachers. <laughs>